and welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Matt, we have a new name. Yeah, we're getting good at this. <laughs> you know, Matt, it feels so weird getting old, doesn't it? <laughs> Scary, almost. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of feelings associated with getting old. It's scary. It's weird. Um, mostly scary. I actually thought she said weird at another point. Maybe. Um, yeah, I guess it's. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe she does. I mean, Lord has a lot of experience getting old and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, you know, things to say about it. Well, yeah, and so, hey, guys, listen, you didn't fall into some kind of a time paradox. Uh, we're discussing um, the album Pure Heroin by Lord. But, hey, we're, we're burying the lead a little bit. The podcast has a new name. <laughs> hey, let, let's just keep burying lead after lead. Like, um, because, like, let's, like, bury one, like, let's, let's just keep digging. Let's keep lead digging uh, here. Um, lead excavating. Okay. Um, and... Uh, which is that we are just uh, we're we're celebrating um, slightly belatedly the uh, one year anniversary of of this edition of the TFT podcast. That is the edition that is um, that is focused on on pop music on out al- and the album oriented um, podcast uh, focused on uh, pop and indie pop music. Um, and ha- also happy anniversary, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, and well, and I think what's interestingly is like you know because we are. Um, a, a academic seminar. Um, you know, we are our year, uh, for, for TFT, uh, really appropriately, um, uh, follows the academic calendar. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, concurrent with the one year anniversary of what is now, what, what, um, endogenously became, um, theory for turntables, um, you know, as, as we kind of, uh, did it, uh, and, and transitioned from these fucking teenagers, uh, into the, this kind of nebulous, uh, post teenager, uh, space, uh, of the TFT podcast. Um, that is also the, um, the five year, uh, anniversary of the overall TFT property. Um, that, uh, and so it's, it's, it's five years of TFTing or TFing T. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and one year of, of um of uh what what is now and i guess kind of retroactively um you know, you know the last uh this episode and the the prior what 52 um are uh are are our theory um theory for for turntables um and it is also the kind of also mark of the first year of um doing this weekly um and and because we were um previously much more because it was a, a tv podcast um a lot more tied to the tv uh release schedule um and also you know and 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 i think also vulnerable to it uh and that when there is a week when um I, uh, gossip girl or glee was not on um you know we had several um attempts a, a week or a stretch when it was not on we had our summer sessions um we had uh we added some other properties um like friday night lights um but we we never had um an entirely robust weekly um schedule um over the um over the first five years of the podcast um and so it's it's really um amazing that um that we you know in another uh, if if current trends continue in another 
half a year or so, um, we will um, achieve um, parity between um, theory uh, theory four turntables and these fucking teenagers. Um, but we're not yet at TFT par- at the TFT uh, tipping point uh, just yet. But it's still a. I think it's a good. Um, it's a good moment to you know we we saw this as an opportunity to name uh or rename what it was that we've been um would rename the overall property uh and name what it is that we have been doing um for the last year um which is is developing a theory for turntables yep. <laughs> uh and uh and then um engaging uh, uh you know as befitting any academic uh enterprise um uh, have a review session um and you know obviously review sessions happen more like uh twice a semester uh so we're we're well overdue uh of, of a year of um a year of 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 talking uh and working on this uh on this seminar on this research program uh and so we're we're uh we're we're here to kind of look over uh you know the the intellectual terrain that we have traversed and where we are and we thought that the um a good uh lens for doing this uh was lord's uh, pure heroin which um you know lord and royals were the subject of the of what you know uh, became well, uh, the first episode of um theory uh theory for for turntables um and we um and and at that time we had not even decided that it was album oriented, um, and so we and and I think even um, and and pure heroin had just been released, so we had we had known Royals um, for quite some time, and it, it was just starting its uh, domination of the uh, of the pop charts um, when we when we released our uh, uh, our episode on it, um, but we really did not discuss the full album. I think we had each once briefly listened to it um, before recording the Royals episode, so we really like spent an hour. Um, well, you know, we spent probably I don't know if you go back and listen to it, twenty to forty minutes talking about podcasting, talking about ourselves, and talking about the endeavor, um, and then um, and the, the balance talking about um, Royals and a bit of the rest of the Love Club uh, EP. So it, it, I think it's it's fitting that. To, to use um, pure heroin to to actually give uh, pure heroin now what is now the um, TFT treatment um, and use that to um, discuss you know both and discuss it in light of what uh, you know the fifty some odd albums that we've discussed over the course of the last year and also what the and uh, and in the context of the current pop landscape and yeah, what the current um, top uh, top ten uh, looks like yeah that's that's an interesting point right that's really that's really I think the most interesting thing to me i think royals because we were so excited by it and because it it really was kind of the guiding light of the first you know of that first stretch and like let's let's just kind of go through and see it was like royals uh miley cyrus haim kitty uh, Ki- uh was kitty next yeah uh kitty chiverches arcade fire uh the walking tour of new york Jesus, matangi um, Chastity Belt, Beyonce, uh, Bright Eyes, right? Like the, a lot of this was kind of had its roots in Lord, right? It was sort of yeah. the, the guiding light of that first stretch of kind of what we wanted to do. Uh, I guess up to the first, up to up to the first historical stretch, but even like talking about Britney Spears, like Lord was kind of latent in you know, in our discussion of Britney Spears. So, right. So it seems like it's a very different year, right? It's a very different autumn in pop music, uh, 
than it you know than it was uh, a year ago when we were talking about Lord. And well, so exactly because because Lord has quite a bit of treble, and there is no treble, <laughs> no no treble at all. Uh, it is enti- you know Lord is quite a bit about that bass, uh, but she's I think equal parts uh, an adherent of the bass and the treble. Right. Uh, but but uh, but like really now uh, in, in the year that has passed uh, since pure pure heroin, we're in a quite a bit of treble trouble, yeah. uh, and and there is just none. Not a not a bit of trouble to be found. Yep, I'm. Uh, yeah, so I'm really uh, I'm I'm really excited to to dig into this. I th- I feel like we may not get to poor Lord uh, even now, but uh, but um, you know, but she's doing okay. I guess. Yeah. Well. So, but I mean, that said, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go. I think there are many uh, there are many roads that we can go down here. Um, so, uh, if you want something to um, to to kind of focus your attention and to prepare uh, as you as you do, even if you uh, listen to uh, all fifty some albums that we've talked about, <laughs> no, um, uh, uh, put them all in one Spotify list and just let it play over the next several days, just right. and just let it seep in. Um, but in, in particular. Um, dig out um you know uh, dig out uh your copy of pure heroin whether that's a physical copy um or the dig out the spotify playlist which is probably now much further down that left scrolling uh sidebar than it was a year ago um and and uh pull it up um give it a listen um and also i will have uh, um this the the our playlist in the uh, show notes on overthinking it um and uh that is uh pure heroin and then uh also the um megan uh trainer's title uh, ep um which is the ep that uh houses all about that bass um and uh and and three other uh songs uh and then also the rest of the current uh top 10 or i guess it was the there may be a new top 10 um as of um publication but it was the top 10 uh in the week uh in which we were uh preparing for this so the week of um uh, october 6th to october 13th or uh, again i'm not certain actually exactly uh the days when does the Billboard week begin and end? Yeah, you know, um, I should know that. I think they post on Thursday. I think they post on uh, Thursday. Right. So, but so this is a, a and I, I doubt there will be that much movement. Um, but you know, this is a a snapshot of um, what is is currently uh, on on the top ten. So, um, go ahead and listen to Pure Heroin and the supplementary uh, materials um, just to refresh, um, and then uh, we'll meet you back here after this word from our commercial sponsors. Hey, you know, hey, Matt, don't you think it's weird? Uh, do, or, don't you think it's boring? It's not weird. I, don't you think it's boring how people talk? Yeah, it's not, it's not weird getting old, and it's not weird how, how people talk. It's, it's scary getting old, and it's, it's, uh, it's funny how people talk, isn't it? Or boring. Uh, you know, how do people rap, talk, rap Ryan? How- Rapgenius.com <laughs> is a great resource for actually knowing lyrics to songs. So, you know what? Go to rapgenius.com and you may learn that the songs that you think you know the words to, you don't know the words to. <laughs> now, rap, excuse, read, yeah. the, read the lyrics, don't read the patronizing descriptions. Yeah. Rapgenius.com. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> and we're And we're back. Well, this is actually interesting, right? That uh, you know, because this is an album that I listened to a lot uh, a year ago, 
uh, and and I you know I thought I knew the words to it, uh, and apparently I, th- I, I like the every uh, I I think that Lord uses the word weird a lot more than she actually does. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if she uses the word weird at all. Um, interestingly, um, but I I now twice incorrectly um, plugged in a word that I didn't remember with uh, with weird, um, and so it's interesting how. Um, how how in this space it's interesting re- there's a lot of interesting things about this one is about how lyrical recall um goes and the kind of the gap between liking a song quite a lot and being let's say karaoke ready uh be able to sing the lyrics correctly with relatively little um resources um uh, which obviously i'm i'm not karaoke ready on uh on on many of these songs on this album um and then it's interesting um how to you know revisiting an album after some time and we we've, we've seen this especially in our historical quarters um that uh you know that a, a number of these are albums that at least one of us knew um at some point in our our lives and that we're revisiting and so i think it's interesting revisiting an album after about a year of the most dense um period of listening and i've i've listened to this a, a few times um I've, I've had a, you know, my most intense period of listening to, um, uh, Pure Heroin was around this time last year, right shortly after its release. Um, but I've seen, um, Lord twice in the last year, once in, um, once in March and once in, um, once recently in September at the Boston Collie Music Festival. And, uh, and that each of those shows kicked off another, you know, a round of revisiting this. And I, I, you know, pull it out from time to time. Um, but it is interesting in, in when there's something that feels close and feels present, um, you know, in part because Lord is still, um, you know, a major figure on the pop culture landscape shows up on awards shows and, uh, on episodes of South Park, uh, and, and so on. Uh, and yet when you actually try to <laughs> engage in using knowledge, you, you kind of used access of this, uh, of this knowledge, you realize that there's, there's a lot of gaps, right? So that there's this thing that feels present, um, that is like Lord, who's now, uh, you know, on the pop culture landscape. Um, but that, that the details are are less there than um you know when say our our usual mode of preparation of uh, this is we get the new album that we either have not heard or um or you know have on the syllabus a something that is much much older uh, and then you we listen to it constantly the the level of preparation for this you know i i listened i dusted it off a few times um and um listened to it in the context of of current stuff um but obviously it's a lot rustier there's there's more dust or there's more gaps um i mean what was your experience in kind of re-engaging pure heroin well so i used the playlist act that you had put together with the um i mean and it's not just there are two songs from from broken social scene almost Mm -hmm. as like palate cleansers or scene setters for lord Uh, yes well and also i mean i think that they're there uh, in part because uh, the second of those, um, "Lovers Spit," is uh, is referenced in the chorus of uh, of "Ribs." Yeah. Um, so on the um, uh, uh, the uh, which is a song that has the it drives you crazy getting old, right? Yep. That that song starts with and then repeats several times. Um, the drink you spilt all over me, "Lovers Spit," left on repeat. Mom and Dad, let me stay home. It drives you crazy getting old. Um, and and so I, I I wanted to pull that on to have it as a resource uh, resource, and then was reminded that um, 
celebrate this uh, uh, the the same album uh, that that's from, uh, which is uh, Broken Station Seeds' uh, 2002 album "You Forgotten in People." That is just to put this in perspective, the an album that was released when when uh, Lord was six years old, um, uh. Uh, uh, and then and then she you know references uh, in a song written or kind of inspired about ten years uh, later, so it's an oldie. Um, uh, uh, that uh there is a um another another song on that um uh album uh on on you forgot it, uh, in people um called uh what is it uh, anthems for a 17 year old girl yep. uh, i felt that like that was so in addition to being pal- which is i mean which is interesting it sounds it sounds kind of like sufjan stevensy a little yeah. bit that that particular one the lover spit doesn't in particular uh anthems for a 17 year old girl does with the kind of the banjo plucking and the uh, you know what I mean? The sort of some of the twee elements of Sufjan. Yeah, Stevens. And the, yeah, and the, the yeah, exactly, and the both the melodic elements and the vocal stylings. And I believe that that one is sung by Emily Haynes, um, also who is also better known or also well known for her work in uh, as the singer of um, of Metric, um, which is another kind of Canadian pop band. Um, but yeah, so the, the, they're both a kind of, or if not a um, palate cleanser, right? They're they're uh, where they're put in the playlist. Uh, they're they're more of an amuse right they're 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 the amuse bouche uh to then um you know like you know start kick off the lord tasty menu that then it's like listen this playlist is kind of like you know like uh, starts as a tasty menu and then someone comes in and starts shoving mcdonald's down your throat um. so i thought i mean i thought and then it continues with the megan trainer yeah. Uh, That's uh, Donald's part. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. The, the EP and then the the stuff. So I thought like um, I thought Habits was an interesting uh, was an interesting song. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Break Free is an earworm, right? Like yep. that yep. that really like, and it makes me go. I want to listen through to both those albums, but I think I yep. might have listened to the Ariana Grande uh, record before. Uh, and, um, I remember like, you know, as pop music, like as sort of Eurovision esque, right? Like electronic dance music. I thought it was as pretty good as far as that. Uh, oh, oh, definitely. And yeah, so I didn't necessarily mean to, um, malign, um, most of the top 10. Uh, I actually think that, and I actually don't know, um, so that habits is by, and I don't actually know how to pronounce her no, name. Neither uh, do I, neither do I. Is it Tove or Tove? I, I wish, uh, I'm, I'm. I I I want to say Tove, so that then leads me to believe that it's probably Tove, right? Right, like I, I go for the opposite of my um my first instinct. So I think it, let's let's go with Tove low until we um know more. Um, but I think that both uh, and I've listened through to the Tove low um uh album. Uh, I believe it is called uh is it is it Truth Serum? Yeah. No, or is oh, no, it's, uh, Truth Serum is the EP, and the full length uh, which came out recently is called uh, Queen of the Clouds. Oh, I see. Um, so I think that that's definitely worth going on our. Um, broader agenda for the semester and i think break free um the ariana grande album is uh as well um and actually i think a number of these i think also when um yeah because uh, ariana ariana grande was kind of blowing up but i don't think she had released uh an lp at the time when we started the the uh theory for turntables mm, um, there was there was so there was one i mean she, so we talked about wanting to talk about her um debut um lp um the name of which escapes me and it never quite rose to the level of interest but uh, in that year i mean one thing that has happened um 
in the year since we started uh, uh, theory um, theory theory for turntables. Yeah, does, it doesn't roll off the tongue yet, does it? It's working. You know, listen, it's a uh, it's just uh, I, I I'm you know continuing to say it all of the time to to get used to it. Uh, it's it's um, I'm I'm really happy with it, uh, but uh, but it, it's definitely um, taking some practice, taking some getting used to. I'm I'm finding my way around it. Um, I also think it's because I keep um, having to think about whether it is from or uh, for. Uh, and now that I've said from, now I'm really going to be fucked up the entire rest of this episode. Uh, the, the, but so, I mean, I think one one interesting way to to jump in, right, like is uh, because, you know, we're more than halfway through and we should probably begin at some point. Um, is We've to, always already begun. <laughs> uh, uh, is the sort of, is the relationship to sexuality, right? Like, and that's, you know, I guess that's sort of all, always something you can't escape in in pop music um you know going back to that elvis and the suggestive swiveling of his of his hips and and beyond that to you know whatever african-american artists he was ripping off but the uh the the megan trainer thing uh, the ep in particular strikes me as being so so interesting um in terms of influence right and actually having a lot to do with uh, with the kind of more bubblegummy, like Ramon style punk, right? Like the idea that that we're going back to sort of bubblegum pop songwriting, or we're going mm. back to almost brill building songwriting. Some of the stuff that she's doing sounds like uh, sounds like doo wop stuff. You know, yes. sounds like stuff Carol yes. King could have written before she was Carol yep. King. Yep. You know, and yep. that. That idea that like that you know everything old is new again is new again is new again right like of that of that Ouroboros you know just snacking down on it on its own tail there yeah. like is well is, is so interesting is yeah. so interesting to me but the the like I I have a particular read well can, on, well, can I actually can I just cut in before before you give the read because I think there's another well, piece can of context I, can I ask you well, a question well sure but l- let me just give a bit of I mean maybe this is part of the answer to the question so um i'm i'm uh i want to hedge my bets i just want to, i think one thing i'll say that, that may um become pertinent uh, uh once you ask the question is um that i think what's interesting about um megan trainer and being kind of influenced by the brill building sound and the kind of pre-tapestry carol king is that megan trainer herself um uh, before breaking out with uh, with this, um, w- was working as a songwriter um, in. Um in in uh, kind of short stints in LA and, and New York, uh, and then uh, and then for a bit uh, in Nashville, um, and uh, has written songs for Rascal Flatts uh, and a few other artists uh, whose names I don't uh, recognize. Um, and originally, I think uh, all about that bass um, was originally written for you know to be to be passed off on some first to some other artist um and but, so i think that there's an interesting sense of that not only is there a um the the a cyclality uh, to the to the sound but to elements of the um of of the process as well and and the kind of uh relationship to the um the pop industrial complex so that's i mean that's very interesting and also just looking at her wikipedia page uh she was born in 1993 she's 20 years old right, right. like so she is a contemporary she is a generational contemporary of lords right within born within a year or two um of lord uh right so so right um 
this is like in in honor of the of the kind of misguided discourse about like uh, is Lord a racist? I want to ask you something, Ryan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually know, and I I, I I mean I'm almost willing to because I've been thinking about this a lot um, uh, in listening to this. I mean I I, I want to almost just like kind of. Like just say yes up front. <laughs> I always say emphatic yes, emphatic yes. Um, All right, this so is this answer, is something. The answer is emphatic yes. So then go ahead with your, con- your Actually, like uh, like Fiona and I had a long talk about this over the breakfast table this past weekend. Um, is Megan Trainer a feminist? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't what you were expecting. Huh? Well, no, see, I th- I thought you were gonna say uh, is uh, I, see I I said emphatic yes because I thought the question would be fo- uh, uh, formulated uh, in the exact opposite way. So I actually I, I guess correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. Is about. is Megan Trainer a misogynist? <laughs> emphatic yes. <laughs> okay, so here's here's where I come down on this, right? Like, and and Fiona and I like really did. We had a long conversation about this and sort of went back and forth a couple of times trying to trying to puzzle out where we stand on this or where each of us stands uh on this right like the 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 thing that she's advocating for on this um uh, the thing that she's advocating for in her lyrics is a very, uh, you know, uh, conventional set of gender roles and, exactly. expect- and yep. expectations. Uh, and right, like, you know, did not feminists fight and die on the battlefields of Vassar and Smith uh, so that you could be set free for the, from those? On the other hand, right, like the, the, thing, about, the thing about it is that there's a, a level of kind of confidence and assertiveness, right? And, and if this, you know, if this woman sort of wants wants her life to go this way right isn't it i mean isn't the important thing the ability to choose you know i mean this is interesting i mean it's basically like this ep should be called lean into the ukulele yeah exactly. uh, <laughs> uh, because but then but then, I, but then sorry i want to i just want to go for it go for like, it and I, but I, I and my answer is flip but i think it has is par- at part of the working through of of where the tension is here um but so go ahead finish the thought so the the, th- the thought that I had, and that's where Fiona and I kind of left it. But the thought that I've had since then is that, like, in in almost all female fronted pop music, the music or the experience of listening or the videos or whatever, the whole package, the the whole commodity, is an advertisement for the sexual desirability of the female singer, right? And that, like, what what's happening here is that Megan Trainer is is being kind of a value slut. You know, (laughs) that like that is to say, like the thing that's being posited as being desirable about her as being sexy is the the sort of retrograde gender roles is the traditional set of the of of gender values. Not I mean, not the confidence, not the assertiveness, not the not the independence. I, I would argue that the thing that's being. You know what I mean? The thing that's being advertised as desire, as sort of available and and desirable, um, the kind of availability that's that's being sold to us, uh, which is why I say value slut, right? Like the the kind of like openness and availability is an openness and availability to engage in retrograde, uh, you know, uh, retrograde gender politics. Right. So then, where does that? So, so where does that leave the interpretation of, of, of the question that, that you asked? Um, like, so, so that, um, 
Well, is if, it, I mean, is it right, like, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, in fact, I, I think it's sort of emphatically yes. I, I think that emphatically these, yes, the issue that these, yeah, that these songs are well, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily use the term misogynist, but I think anti-progressive is yes. the way that yep. I, you know, yep. what I mean, yep. is the way yep. that, in all seriousness, I would frame it. Um, yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. Like conservative there, there, there's something, um, I mean, and so the question though, is then in engaging with this, is that, is there, I mean, is there some element of subversiveness that, that can be found here? Um, and uh, right. Uh, Cause, because I think my interpretation and the narrative that I was building is similar to yours is that I kind of see, um, Megan Trainer as a kind of um you know if if as a kind of um what a a a counter revolution right if if lord was um kind of um you know engaging in some in some kind of storming of the pop charts this time next year right this uh lord as um kind of uh in in all of the things that that um that so i think that i mean i think one of the things you know, beyond whatever is said about Megan Trainer and kind of body image type um, type uh, things, and there are you know all about that bass and close your eyes are both right. It's two songs about um, uh, you know the title EP uh, is a sandwich that is the bread is two songs about body image and then the meat are um like uh two songs about heteronormative uh of gen- uh, marriage right um, and and then and so i think that you know that and even just calling it calling it title you know what yeah. i mean foregrounds so much issues of kind of legality and succession yeah, right yeah. of like yeah. of well, and you know, for me i've thought of foregrounded like genericness as well <laughs> like <laughs> title like i, I I actually like saw this. I'm like, oh man! Like they were like so, rushing so hard to get this to market that they could not. They, they forgot to like fill in the placeholder title on the EP and, and song. And it's like title goes here. Um, <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say is that I think what's interesting is that the thing I, I kept thinking about was kind of um, you know kind of dark brooding brunette moody pantsuit wearing lord um, and kind of blonde ukulele wielding um i assume kind of dress wearing um uh megan megan trainer and and that there there's uh, like both in the sonic palette um and some of the kind of ways in which uh gender is uh performed um and um and in, then in, in the actual substance of the songs that that megan trainer felt like this you know a counter revolution or you know a a restoration or and any of these kind of things that are the um the 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 um you know re- reaction after a time of kind of upheaval and change um because i think that well i think this- that like lord like lord i i really like after a year here's here's something that i that i sort of uh th- had thought about pure heroin listening to it after a year it holds up you yeah. know and that yep. like lord is uh lord is for all sort of being you know j- being immature still being a kid basically right like is i think a strong art i mean is a strong misreader of the tradition and is a strong artist who i'm mm. who i'm curious and excited to sort of that i get to kind of live through a time when she's having her career you know i mean mm. that that sounds awfully bombastic but but you know what i mean like i think it's better i think it's i think it's good that lord is out there making music and well, like, yeah, and, i'm excited and- to see what happens 
happens. And but like like any sort of real artist, like it gets into territory. It gets into uncomfortable territory sometimes, right? It's really an exploration and working through a real engagement uh, with a lot of ideas, with the tradition, with the the means of production, and and all of those things. Like you're talking, you know, and you talked about um, some exegesis you heard of, like it's it uh, it feels so scary getting old. Um, that Lord said it was sort of about being 17 or like being uh, maybe an earlier teenager, 15, 15, yeah, yeah, and sort of laying in bed with a boy and realizing that like oh we're the sex having class now, right? Yeah, we we're, are expected to be having sex. Yeah, we're exactly we're the like and what uh, what did you say it was in the Maasai the the kind of the warrior stage yeah. mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. right? Like yeah. um, that we've, we've they're sur- getting into they're, or in the Sierra Leone context they're getting into the mommy mommy and daddy business, right? right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, and exactly, and that like coming coming to terms with that is being being sort of part of your identity like is is a real thing and is is to my mind anyway like a much more interesting uh engagement with you know uh much more interesting engagement with the issue, right? Uh, because it because it's it's ambivalent, right? There are good things and bad things exactly. about it, um, rather, right? And 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 it's also like the the kind of association of Lord with with novelty or of kind of strong misreading of tradition. I think sort of contrasts with Megan Trainer's kind of throwback, the throwback sound and the kind of throwback sort of throwback values, the kind of retreat. You know the the kind of retreat to safety, yeah. Uh, right. No, I think that's I think that's right, and I think it's. I mean, I think another um, dimension of this I think relates to that is that I think another interesting thing that I noticed in re-listening to Pure Heroin, um, and and then in the context of um, kind of Megan Trainer and kind of the rest of the current top ten is that you know a part of why Lord. Um, the and you know the 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 and the Lord album, even though we didn't discuss it, kind of was such a strong organizing force uh, for the um, for the fall of last year and kind of the whole um, you know the sequence that you ran through is that it seemed to be emblematic of a moment of kind of great synthesis between whether it's indie and pop uh, or between kind of. Um, you know, um, rock uh, and kind of guitar music and synthesizer music. Um, and we've kind of pulled this apart in various ways and kind of built this up. Um, it's been a big piece, especially of this last quarter of the um, kind of uh, this last quarter and the previous one, um, kind of starting from whether it's incorporating of pianos and keyboards uh, in, you know, in Carol King um, and in, in Stevie Wonder, um, or then the really kind of increasing, uh, you know, turn towards uh, synthesizers uh, in, in New Wave is that there is different versions of, of synthesis and kind of cross-genre hybridity um, in the music of last year. And kind of Lord represents this in one way, um, you know, in that there, you know, this is um, a a, a kind of electro pop album in a way is what is one word that can be used to describe that. Um, but there are elements in the kind of beat making um, that owe a lot to kind of current hip hop and are kind of in dialogue with current hip hop. Um, and th- there's also elements in songs that are um, legible as as rock. And I mean, I believe at least one of the um, the Grammys that she won was in a rock category, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so I think that there is a moment and, you know, and, and Yeezus had this, um, you know, an element of, of hybridity. I mean, churches was, I think one of the big ones of bringing together the church of rock and the, the church of, um, of, of electronic music. And I think something that strikes me about, 
um, the top Church, Church is actually, by the way, another record that I've been listening to a little more recently and another record that holds up a year later. Yeah, sure. definitely. Definitely. Actually, I think that that may even be a grower where it, huh, like, yeah, yeah. like where, where it, it, it's, um, it's, it's better. <laughs> it gets better with time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's, you, there are a lot of nooks and crannies, um, to, uh, to explore. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of, there was a lot of really robust and interesting stuff happening this time last year. I mean, I think the high record as well. I think that as a full album, there are a few more, um, valleys on that one, but there are, um, certainly, um, the jams really hold up, uh, on the Haim record. But I, I think, what hey, I was, I was you saying, know, Target doesn't license just anything to, well, right. To exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, what, what I was going to say is that as I was both engaging, um, with the top 10 and then also starting, um, to make a, engage in this kind of endeavor of making our um syllabus for uh this uh quarter of of current music i had been having a lot of trouble um i'd kind of fallen off on current uh, music in part because we had our kind of extended quarter of the historical turn um and i just you know i usually keep a spotify playlist that's new new albums um and during our kind of contemporary quarters um i use that uh as kind of the um the 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 contenders for um kind of a planning list for, uh, for, for, uh, for TFT. And I, I had been, I just kind of fallen off. There was just what weren't very many, um, current albums that, uh, were sticking and I was having trouble even sorting through them and what actually stuck. And I was able and enabled me to really fill up, um, a ton of potential albums and more than we could do under this, um, you know, next, um, you know, two and a half months, uh, up till the uh, end of the year was, um, not having just one list, but two lists that there was one list called new guitars and another one called new synths. Um, and, and I think that doing that, I was then able to start, um, finding albums that are, I both had wanted to listen to, um, or, uh, and I, you know, I'd read reviews for, or, um, uh, I had heard just come out uh, you know, by artists that I, that I know. Um, and there are definitely some, and I think the most interesting ones straddle these still. And I think maybe this because I have tastes that run towards hybridity, um, and, and kind of, um, cross genre ness. Um, but I, I think that, um, that the, the fact that there it's very easy and kind of easiest to um, find things that are existing in these two silos um, and that the um, top 10 feels a bit more like that as well um, is indicative of, again, another way in which there is a kind of conservative turn, right? A, a, if there is a, um, right, and again, this is in, in Megan Trainer, is that it's largely kind of conventional bubblegum uh, pop, um, and and when there are elements of the the kind of indie indieified pop or popified indie that we talked a lot about last year, they're kind of injected, right? There's like elements of the tweenness that are are there, um, but kind of as window dressing. And there are elements of even small pieces of um of hip-hop influence um i think it's on um oh i think it's the third song um the the uh husband song uh dear future husband i think um or 
it's either Dear Future Husband or Close Your Eyes, but I think it's Dear Future Husband, has a little bit of a, um, like a chopped and screwed vocal that was similar to what was used, um, on, uh, We Can't Stop, um, you know, last year's, uh, Miley Cyrus song. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a longer tradition, like in Houston oriented, uh, hip hop. You know, it was used a bit. Um, some of the chopped and screwed vocals are around a little bit on, like, Iggy, some of Iggy Azalea's, um, music. And so there's this, like, like, again, small little nods towards, um, that that where there is um kind of hybridity or kind of cross genre it's as like it's 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 adorned like flair at a at a at a TGI Fridays right that, that she's like look here's my indie button and here's my um and here's my hip hop button right um and so rather than being you know part of the the dna and kind of part of the um the inspiration or even just part of this act of a of a kind of bricolage it's like here's what i am which is kind of you know relatively down the middle or even kind of to the right of middle uh, um pop music yeah, um, but which- here's my but here's my uh here's my indie flair this is and it comes off like in the context of the re- of the top 10 right like in the context of stay high uh, of um, don't tell them of anaconda right uh, in the context of all of that it all seems very that seems very um, sort of calculated right it seems kind of like counter programming huh. uh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. that <laughs> like that with with like with like a pretty high raunchy quotient with like a pretty high level of being crass you know uh, in the top 100 um Megan, you know, here wholesome, wholesome Megan Trainer, or sort of wholesome, wholesome with a little wink, Megan Trainer, uh, but only a wink for her future husband, right? You know, right, right, um, right. Once she has that title, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, and like that—that's that's sort of, I mean, that's sort of interesting to think about, like what what a title is, right? Like, because a title is like a deed to property, yep. right? A title is a like an official role or an official right. Right. like capacity, you know what I mean? And it's also a uh, title is also kind of an identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like the title mm-hmm. of a song identifies the song. Uh, right. Right. Uh, it's a label, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think all of those, right? The idea that the title is something external to her that, um, yeah. that you know what I mean, that can be given or implicitly withheld, right? Like mm-hmm. if the title can be withheld, it's not, uh, it's not progressive music. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so that's right. Yeah. Right. As opposed to something that can be taken. Right. Like um, and 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 kind of, uh, you know, I think it's I mean, in some ways, that's actually really interesting to almost juxtapose with with royals. Right. I mean, it's interesting. Right. That. um, Yeah. No. Lord will never be royals. She'll never have a title. Right. Right. Uh, well, but then it's interesting, right? So it's, I, I mean, this is what I would be interested in, in kind of parsing, right? So that, so we'll never be royals. Um, but, you know, let me be your ruler. Uh, you can call me Queen B. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's an interesting, it's, I mean, so I, I think that there's an interesting kind of, so even though Lord is kind of saying, let me be your ruler, like, 
in some ways, the fact that you are hearing this message means that she's already the ruler, right? And so that that she has already taken it. Um, she has already taken the throne and is in the process of legitimating it. Um, and that in some ways she's legitimating her rule um, uh, by um, – uh, uh, you know, by by saying, "Oh, well, we'll never be royals, right?" So this is not hereditary monarchy. That's not the mode of legitimization, right? That it is through, in some ways, a bit of kind of procedural justice, and that she is asking, she is saying, "Let me be a ruler, give me permission," um, even though really she is just uh, establishing authority. Um, and then, uh, and then she is, you know, through, I think, both, you know, the the kind of situation situating herself on the um pop landscape and that's a lot about what we you know what we in in the kind of litany of the gold gold teeth gold teeth gray goose at all um Uh you know that that we uh that we discussed uh last year um is one mode of, of kind of this kind of critical um reading of the pop landscape is one piece of the legitimization and then the other is the kind of you know if the Megan Trainer of title is is so external um, that you know all of um, pure heroine is um, is very internal, and even when it engages with the ex- uh, external um, world, it's through this kind of you know strong perspective and, and and kind of strong misreading. And again, I think the engagement with the um, the broken social scene song is is really interesting in that way. Um, I think that. Um, I, I think that uh, you see it. Another way of kind of the internal meeting the external is there in a uh, tennis court uh, as well, uh, which is you know especially in the second verse where she says, uh, "Pretty soon I'll be getting on my first plane. Uh-huh. I'll see the veins of my city like they do in space." Right. Um, and and I think that that's um, uh, and, and I think that that's really really interesting because it's you know that it's external. Um, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's getting high. She's, she's, uh, getting high in an airplane. Um, but that what she sees are the veins of the city, right? That what actually runs underneath the, um, the, the city, right? So the, the, again, even this external view and the kind of most external view to her current, um, situation or kind of her current, uh, you know, the life where she grew up is ultimately kind of, she sees the external as internal, right? And the, the and again, the, the, the way that they relate each other, um, is I think not only key to, um, kind of what's artistically interesting, um, about the album, but like, what is, what is kind of the, you know, the, the legitimating myth, myth of the album sure. uh, and, and, and how we are accepting her authority, uh, as legitimate, um, and 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 again, I think the legitimating myth on uh, Megan Trainer is um, is different, and it's it's and it's it's one that is about kind of you know that that it is well that it's an appeal to tradition, right? That that give me that title, um, and you know once you have title beside um, husband, right, and that they're they're kind of informing each other, is that the is an appeal to what exists and what you know, um, and and kind of give me that person who has this access, um, and maybe I'm demanding it, maybe I have more bargaining power and I've kind of enhanced my stat, um, my status here, or maybe but I'm, um, or maybe you know, I'm I, delivering an ultimatum, right? Maybe I'm exercising agency yeah. insofar as I, yeah. I won't go along with you if you don't right. sign on to my right, plan. Right. Yes. Right. But still, but, but still that it is not at all kind of challenging or engaging in 
any type of operation on the kind of structural operation of power, right? There's it's operating yeah. at the level of individualized um, bargaining power, um, but w- without uh, with a uh, complete neglect of kind of the broader structural um, conditions that uh, produce that power dynamic, that kind of specific kind of material or interpersonal um, pro- uh, power dynamics. So, and that's kind of why I joked about um, a while ago about this being, you know, kind of lean into the ukulele. Yeah, oh yeah. Right, because that, that, that is a, uh, you know, lean in is the Sheryl Sandberg book um, kind of about um, women in the workplace that, um, you know, Yeah, no, makes- no, no, exactly. Like Megan Trainor agrees with Satya Nadella, right? Like the system is going to give you the the raise that you deserve, you know? Right, I mean? right, like, right, right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and that's, and let's not worry about let's not worry about that i was actually when you were talking about getting on my first plane and seeing the veins of my city i was ta- thinking about structure and agency right that mm-hmm. like at a certain metaphorical level um uh you talk about the blending of the the internal and the external it's also kind of a blending of structure and agency right like yep. agency yep. here represented by the kind of exalted position of being in space or being up high being uh, aloft and kind of ray and being kind of on high above everyone else but then the veins the veins of the city being a sort of uh you know being a sort of uh structural metaphor right it's not the like uh it's not i'll see the gleam of the city or i'll see the Mm. you know the skyline of the city or what have you it's i'll see the 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 veins the um you know the kind of the infrastructure uh and and in this case the sort of metaphorical infrastructure of sort of power and of of discourse and meaning um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's there, and I mean, it's really interesting, right? So it's a theme that's a through line kind of through the whole album because it, it's also a different angle of it is also in the closing track, um, A World Alone, which I think I've talked about a little bit or I've wanted to talk about because it was um, – I know that when I was really into this album about a year ago, um, I think, and was listening to it on repeat, um, I think what's really, there's a few really interesting things about um, A World Alone, um, one of which that really kind of blew my mind into being like, you know, any kind of reservations I had about really uh, loving this album were blown out of the water when I um, kind of, at a certain point in listening to it on re- repeat, um, realized that um, that there is an Ouroboros quality to pure heroin itself, right? So that it ends with the last lines of World Alone are, but people are talking, people are talking, let them talk. Um, and then it comes right in um right it comes it comes uh right in with don't you think that it's boring how people talk Mm -hmm. right and so it begins and ends with um with people talking uh and and i think that uh again it it begins with kind of being bored in uh in in kind of relation or opposition to to um to talking and yeah exactly um, and that that's sort of like we our our sort of discourse tends to be structured around these opposites around these kind of chicken chicken or egg opposites like sort of self and society and Mm -hmm. uh and structure and agency and also indie and pop right Right. or guitar Mm -hmm. and synth right uh Uh, or, you know, I don't know, authenticity and performativity, things like this. Right, right, and, right, right. and the idea, I mean, the idea of people talk, you know, the idea of people talking sort of engages, engages a lot of those discourses, a lot of those like chicken egg discourses yep. of, 
you know, of, of structure and agency of, uh, of self and society. Right. Yep. Like, and yeah, it's exactly. Very, like it's, it's really, it's work. It's worked very deeply into the, into the fabric of her concerns as a lyricist. Well, absolutely. And it's there in the chorus of, um, the last song as well of, uh, of, um, raise a glass. Cause I'm not done saying it. They, uh, they all want to get rough, get away with it. Let them talk. Cause we're dancing in this world alone, uh, world alone, we're alone. Um, and so the, and it's, it's, it's really, um, especially interesting. This is often a song that's, you know, played near the end of her, um, live sets. Huh. And so kind of, you know, dancing with increasingly large crowds of people and really dancing quite vigorously, yet alone right and and so the the kind of aloneness in the togetherness and the togetherness in the aloneness um is is really there um in the lyrics and it's it's, it's brought kind of um in, into stark belief in the kind of both the um visual setting of the um you know of 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 the live show that places lord um front and center and you know there is a backing band but it's often you know they they, they have a lot of really um really strong lighting design where there's a kind of a, a, a solid color wash and a spot that kind of puts like Lord in this field of color. Um, and so she's kind of in this world alone in that even though you are jammed up, um, you know, if you're me, you, it's you and like all these freaking teenagers. Um, and it's interesting, right? That, you know, uh, as, as just another aside that, you know, now, um, you know, these days, even if, uh, Lord was criticizing the everybody, right? These days, um, everybody is like, everybody's like Crystal Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece, right? Uh-huh. Um, that, uh, that, that is that, uh, uh, that, that all of the cool kids who a year ago were just, um, referencing, uh, you know, rap lyrics, you know, we're, we're, we're quoting, um, you know, uh, watch the throne as there are little hashtags that, be, you know, became like rich kids of Instagram, um, that now they're all just directly quoting Lord songs. Um, and so kind of being there amongst like the, that, that at a certain point, She's become she's become a a, a pop star, a, a major pop star, and the people who like pop stars like Lord, uh, and so being there, kind of um, in that in that audience, kind of enhances you know even though it's increasingly packed and increasingly crowded field, there's and, and so that you're kind of dancing in a, in a crowd. There's also elements of kind of alienation. Um, you know, not in, the, not in the kind of alienation um, and kind of being aware of the artistic pride, but kind of alienation from the from the crowd, from the dance party, um, and kind of feeling that you know the whether it's the i'll tell you like being at a lord concert it really it really emphasizes the it feels so scary getting old <laughs> um uh, a piece of uh, all this right it's, and it drives you crazy getting old yeah um so there are two right she says crazy and scary yeah um and that's that's the modulation um and so um yeah so it, it's an interesting kind of um piece of of how that all works together and then even comes together uh, in, in the live show. Um, is there anything else? So we, we, we dug into Megan Trainer. Um, did anything else? Um, we, and we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Tove Lo um, and, a, and a little bit uh, about Ariana uh, Grande. And I think that uh, is it Grande or Grande? I think like, it's Grande. I, I've heard it said, I've heard it said in official media as Grande. 
right, right, yeah. um, right, right, uh, right. Got it. I, like, Ariana, I mean, like uh, Ariana, Ariana Venti. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's the that's the special edition, right? With extra, right. you know, with four extra songs, four extra ounces right. of good stuff. Right. Exactly. I mean, what, exactly. So I think we'll return to those for sure. Uh, yeah. There's a good chance of returning them in this quarter. But is there anything else, kind of in in light of this kind of the you know the discussion with Lord versus Megan Trainer um, that is kind of instructive in that you found in the rest of that um, of the chart? Uh, I mean, of the chart in like Black Widow, I, I still love my girl Iggy Azalea, right? Like, uh, right. I was reflecting on that when I was listening to it. Yeah, as well. Black Black it's, Widow is is uh, is great. I mean, actually, there's not. It's not. Uh, it's not every song a single that record, but but like there are a lot that are solid contenders. Definitely. Uh, yeah, for me on that on that record. Um, so like here here's the interesting thing. Like the most compelling statement from a man in this top ten, like is uh is stay with me right mm-hmm. and that that sort of that kind of it's it's a more mature point of view than either uh than either the megan trainer or the the lord things um but like the the idea of like uh the though he's sam smith uh Born 1992, age 22. I just think there's a little more nuance. There's sort of a, a little more nuance to it because of the way he sort of relates to himself um, in the song. There's an aspect of sort of Shakespearean self-overhearing in a line like, why am I so emotional? Right? Because, you know, what he's saying essentially is that's not me. Uh, right. You know, um, and... Uh, and uh, there was a contestant on The Voice, right, who had a big, big hit with this uh, just a couple weeks ago. Um, so, so yeah, well, it was a great song, right? It's really well sung, and well, it's, it's, it's sort of—I mean, it sort of treads, and it sort of again, it sort of threads the—it sort of threads the needle, right? Like, I'm not good at a one-night stand is an interesting is an interesting contention to make about yourself, right? Like, because because to make that contention, you still do it. Like, you have to know, like, like you have to like you know, do it enough to know that you're not good at it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, I'll bet Nicki Minaj is good at a one night stand, right? Like, or, right. um, uh, who, who is rapping on don't tell him I've, uh, well, like, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, who's rapping on, uh, yeah. don't, uh, it's YG, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh Jer- Jeremy is the, um, is the singer, uh, also known, uh, probably best known, um, for being the singer of, um, of, of birthday sex, huh. uh, of the, of the kind of novelty song birthday sex, uh, who's then had some staying power in this kind of, um, like the, the poppier wing of the kind of, I mean, R and B is interesting. I, I hope to talk a little bit about R and B, um, during this quarter, because there's a lot going on in the pop space of kind of, if there are spaces where the the kind of, indie uh indie and pop kind of hybridity and fusion and crossover is live is in in the r&b space where there's a lot of um kind of indie r&b um that is kind of made by kind of artists that are indie identifying but then then um artists like um artists artists like jeremy have kind of adopted uh jeremy and like the dream who's another another more um pop oriented r&b act have adopted elements uh of the sonic palette of um more indie oriented artists like the weekend um or uh, even like miguel who is kind of between the two um so there's a lot of and i think that sam smith is kind of in this kind of 
you know, there's a little bit of just being kind of soul, you know, like the, I think that I associate Sam Smith's vocal styling as kind of also being in this like R&B post dubstep kind of uh, space, even though there's also something that's also very kind of classically kind of soul oriented in it there that, that that it's kind of hard to classify um and i think that kind of elusive both familiarity and elusiveness kind of um like makes it uh makes it really intriguing and really kind of interest like meriting kind of interest like i always when i hear it on the radio it grabs the attention right yeah. um uh in way that ways that other things don't necessarily but compared with like like yg was the 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 rap was the most kind of was the kind of the baldest statement of that like you know your girl has me in her phone under fake names and and uh all that kind of stuff right like that that is sort of anti sam smith he sort of stands he sort of stands out kind of between sort so, of, oh me, me and your girl's phone no that's not me like <laughs> that's a fig name <laughs> but uh but like uh you know like the the idea of like um it's it's kind of treading a a, a middle ground right Bet- between your uh uh, between your anacondas or your don't tell ems and your uh, dear future husbands and titles, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, um, you know what I mean? And the the idea is that like uh, uh, the the idea is that like there is kind of a, a palliative. You know what I mean? There's like all all you can do is kind of treat the symptom, right? <laughs> like there's no uh, there's no kind of resolving. There's no resolving the sort of question of like love and relationships and stuff like that. And all you can do is kind of take advantage of, uh, you know, take advantage of sort of intimacy and, and togetherness to kind of stave off the loneliness for for one more day. It's not a super well, hopeful statement, but it is it is an interesting one given the polarization uh, of you know of this chart between like the extraordinarily crass and Megan Trainer. Well, I guess, uh, and here we are together, uh, staving off the loneliness for w- one day at a time, one uh, one one podcast episode at a time, one year at a time. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, thank you uh, to all of you listeners who've um, been with us, stayed with us through this year of staving off the lone- loneliness and forging, um, you know, uh, forging forging human connection uh, in this uh, in this in this barren post apocalyptic wasteland filled with war po- warrior pop bandits. Uh, uh, and and warring uh warring uh roving uh roving roving rulers uh and so we're we're turning the corner back into uh contemporary music uh so we'll get that syllabus up um but in the meantime um tweet at us tweet us at us uh your uh at tft podcast um your reflections um uh, for uh, on on uh, re- revisiting pure heroin after a year uh, on the Megan Trainer title EP uh, on other elements of the uh, the top ten, uh, let us know what you're listening to right now of current music, either um, pop music, uh, indie music. Um, I'm you know I'm making my playlists. Uh, tell me what buckets you're putting your playlist into if you have playlist buckets uh, or what else uh, what else you're digging. I know we have a few um, a few recommendations that have uh, come in uh, from listener Chris Morgan. Who Who's been I know digging uh, the Always album, uh, which is like churches spelled Always uh, in the band context is spelled A L V V A Y S, and uh, and uh, X Hex as well, which is um, uh, basically. Um, 
in in sound and uh in you know kind of songwriting basically wild flag minus the half that's in uh minus the the portion of mile uh, uh of wild flag uh that is carrie brownstein uh so it's the Mar- new, the new mary timoney project uh so there's a lot of interesting stuff um coming down the pike so let's know what you're listening to uh, if you have longer form reactions uh head over to uh overthinking and uh and and leave your thoughts in the show notes uh and we will keep um looking backwards and looking forwards but no matter which way we're looking uh we we can know for sure that it's been real <laughs>